Welcome to this bonus episode of Record Roundtable where we talk about the music that came out within the month. This is our first time doing it in 2021, which means we must be covering the music that came out in January. I couldn't disagree more, Rivers Cuomo. Como or, or Cuomo? You you mispronounced Kurt Cobain. Ah, there it is. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with Jared. And again, we're talking about the January music. This is our first time in 2021 doing doing yeah. a bonus. It's our first uh, post insurrection b- music. Uh, uh, of the month podcast. I yes, our first post election. Well, not post election. No, post post uh, inauguration. Hmm. There's many things that have happened within the last month. In the last month, GameStop became a big thing. Listen, this is not. Look at all the things in January, and also in January we had Weezer's new album, OK Human. Yes. So, Jared, you want to listen like what two songs? Uh, a few songs, yeah. Just a the couple. Singles mostly. It was like I could understand that people are excited about Weezer doing an album like this because like it is different. Mm-hmm. It at least has like different instrumentation than what like they typically do. Mm-hmm. But like it still feels to me like a Weezer album. So like if you already are not a big fan of Weezer, then like it might be like marginally better, mm-hmm. but it's still gonna sound like a Weezer album. It's no teal album. It's no teal album for sure. I like I don't love his voice to begin with. He's never been like known for being like a stellar vocalist like throughout his entire almost 30 year career now. Mm-hmm. So like to expect that now he will be able to would be silly. But at the I same I like I like some of his stuff. I like some things he sings. I think he writes good melodies, but I don't think his voice is super good. I know he knows how to deliver his voice. Mm-hmm. He knows how to use his voice, but that doesn't mean I am particularly fond of his voice. I also like his songwriting still isn't great either. Like there are some songs like, like I didn't love playing with my piano on here. I didn't love, um, here comes the rain. Here comes the rain is like such a weird, like Beatlesy, you know, bright. I'm having a good time kind of song. And it's just hokey, and I get it. Like, I understand. Because, like, this album was inspired by the Beach Boys. It has that same kind of, like, chamber pop type of sound. It's got this big orchestration, symphonic kind of style to it, which is not what Weezer usually does. Uh, And it's certainly different from the album that they had planned, which was Van Weezer. Which well, I it's think still, coming. still, it's yeah, still it's coming. It's still coming. It's still coming. We'll have two Weezer albums again this year, like we had two Weezer albums uh, what either last year or two years ago? When did Teal come out? Two I think years it was ago. Two years ago. Because then Teal came out, and then they had another album come out. Yeah. Um, and then that was Black thought, and Teal. Yes. That was all the same year. Neither of those were particularly loved. But OK Human is actually getting like some traction. Like there are definitely some like reviewers who are enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So it could it could do something. But uh, you know, I don't know. But it's not my my favorite album of the year but i i've got some i've got some albums from this this month that i that i enjoy really this year technically because it's the first month of the year so it's pretty exciting i will play uh one of the ones that i do particularly like okay and that is uh pearl charles's album magic mirror this song is called what i need
So Magic Mirror by Pearl Charles. I believe this is her second album, if I remember correctly. Uh, and it, it is just clearly, like, it, it, you can hear it. It's not a mystery, but it's just a love letter to, like, Fleetwood Mac-style soft rock from, like, the 1970s. Like, and the, the first song, Only for Tonight, is, like, a big old, like, disco song. But the rest of the album kind of sounds like that What I Need song, which is pretty, you know... It, it's odd to see somebody doing, like... 1970s soft rock in 2021 but at the same time like there were people doing disco last year and nobody really expected that like there have been kind of waves of like old music like finding their way back into like the music of today not that pearl charles is gonna like reinvent soft rock today or anything like that but it certainly stands out as something different from what we're hearing in modern music even if it's not necessarily like a revamped version of that sound it still sounds like that kind of music but if you like you know soft rock if you like that kind of style of music then like magic mirror is going to scratch that itch for you so i'll do i'll do one more and then i want to see uh, some stuff that you've been listening to this month jared i'm going to talk about the album from uh rap ferraria i believe is the way that it's pronounced the album is bob's son this song is called yam ships flaxseed More than 25 years, I've remained awake. Quarter past the eight, stand chest high in any lake. An avid collector of remains that's burial. Exceptionally paid and curious. The nerve it take, the urge to make a game that's furious. Poems that constellate, I'm concentrated. Stacked in high piles at a desktop computer. And our conversation was frequently punctuated by excerpts of music. So Ferraria, for anybody who's in the uh, the know about the underground hip-hop scene, as I'm sure many of you are, uh, he used to go by the name Milo. Okay, yeah, that sounds you, You've heard of Milo before? I think so. He's not, like, he. he's really one of the more, like, lesser-known underground artists. Because some underground artists have kind of, like, resurfaced in a more, like, popular spectrum kind of way. But he's always kind of stayed under the surface. I think I first heard of him in, like, 2015. So that was around when I got into Bus Driver, which mm. I know I've told you about Bus Driver yes, before. Yes, I'm familiar. Um, and he had an album that featured him as well as on that same song, Anderson Pock. So I enjoy all three of the people from that 2015 song, believe it or not. Um, but he's kind of just like progressively done other things throughout his career at this point. So Milo has also done a, a very short period of time. He was like Scallops Hotel. Uh, he was also doing a... Um, a collaborative effort with a, a rapper named Elucid, who was in Arm and Hammer, which was called Nostrum Grocers. So he's done like he's done a bunch of stuff over the last 
um, few years in different kind of ways, but he only last year started going under a title that was like more close to his actual real name because uh, Rat Ferraria, his initials are actually like R-A-P, which is crazy that you'd get into mm-hmm. rap and have those initials, you know? Uh, and then his last name is Ferraria. So like it actually is his name just like stylized. Um, but he's kind of done the same style of music really throughout his entire career. Like it, it, he's been doing it for, uh, you know, a decade now. And, you know, he does this kind of like jazz experimental, uh, you know, atmospheric kind of hip hop sound uh, that's very much kind of specific to him. There are other artists that kind of do that style, but it still always feels very much him when he's doing the music. It's um, a little bit more poetic the way that he delivers, like the lines that he does. Uh, And I've always enjoyed him quite a bit, but I kind of like. Because I don't think he had really released anything since like 2018 or something like that. And so when he came back in 2020, he had this album under this name. And it actually got quite a bit of traction. And I forgot that it was him. Like I hadn't really paid attention. So when this came out, I was like, you know, actually that is him, isn't it? Like I should probably listen to what he has because I've liked him for like half a decade now. Of course, I'm going to probably like what he's doing under this new name because it's going to sound not a lot different. And it didn't sound a whole lot different, but like in a good way. Like I, it was kind of refreshing to hear him doing what he's been doing for all this time, but still like at a good peak level of what he's been able to do up to this point. So if you like this style of hip hop, this whole album is uh, going to suit you. So that's a, that's Bob's son, Bob's son, rap for area in the garden level cafe of the scallops hotel. Is that a long name? I stuck with Bob's son at first. I said, let's just do it all. Anyways, Jared, tell me what you've been listening to this month. That was all right. That was that was a lot. That, the name of that title? Just all of that was. Yeah. My goodness. My goodness, indeed. Uh, so, okay. Let's start with, uh, there's an EP by a group that we like called Death Cab for Cutie. Mm-hmm. And all the songs uh, were covers. I didn't realize this when I told Kale before. One of the songs is uh, the song that I'll probably have uh, us play, which is uh, the song Waterfalls. By uh, that group, what's that? What TLC. Is that? TLC. Yes, thank you. Um, but also on this EP, there's a song called "The King of Carrot Flowers Part One," which you might that know. That is, um, oh my gosh, why is it just? It just uh, we uh, did a whole. Hold thing on, about. no, no, I know it. I just can't remember the name all of a sudden for some Neutral reason. Neutral Milk Hotel. Thank you. God, I couldn't get. I stuck. Got stuck in my head. There's a cover of REM. Back in my mind. There's a cover of REM. Fall on me. Uh, there's, uh, there's, there's, it's a five, five songs EP called the Georgia EP. Where may, maybe all of them are from Georgia. That's possible. Maybe. But, uh, here's a song called Waterfalls. I liked I liked uh, that EP. I thought it's nice to have some some more music by Old Death Cab. I think so too. I, I it's a very slow version of the song, which is expected from them, and mm-hmm. I, I like that they you know like it takes like a whole like minute and fifteen seconds just to get to the chorus, which is you know like mm-hmm. it shows that they they kind of take their time with this song. Indeed, they, they really soak it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next uh, thing I want to talk about is uh, Steve Earle, who is a person we've talked about. Uh, on the uh, Toby Keith episode we did mm-hmm. uh, of Good Band, Bad Band. 
but he's been around a long time. Steve we Miller. may have mentioned him on one of the bonuses too. Possibly, uh, maybe. I, yeah, I think. I think you yeah, made his, mentioned his last album. So he has an album that just came out called JT, which his son Justin Towns Earl passed away, and this album is him covering his son's songs. And and it's very like oh man I know and then the last song on the album is called Last Words and it's uh it's a heartbreaking song so here's a little bit of it we're gonna play the last words one yeah oh okay I gotta I like so he also he his uh, Justin Towns has a song called Harlem River Blues which Mm -hmm. is his like most uh, well known song it's Mm -hmm. a good song listen to that version or listen to his dad's version but this song uh, both Last Words is uh, the closer to the album and. It is not by Justin Towns. A witness to the first breath that you ever drew. I wish I could have held you when you left this world like I did then. Last time was. The whole song's real sad. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling it right now. My heart. Because <laughs> he's like, he even talks about like the last things that they said to each other. Like, yeah. you know, we talked on the phone. You said, I love you. I said, I love you too. Kind of like the whole thing is just Man. like, kicks you right in the gut. That sucks. Because like, you How know. How old was his son? Like 32. Oh, man. Not, yeah, not any, you was know. Was it COVID related? No. Okay. So no, something else. Something else. Yes. Okay. Not, I don't want to get too, too far into it. Sure. But, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, that was a sad, that was a sad song. Uh, let me try and find a happy song. <laughs> uh, this band I like called the Dirty Nil. Uh, I think I've talked about them on another thing. So a- as a, uh, kind of build up to this album, uh, which uh, is called, uh, Fuck Art. Fuck Art. They did a thing where they paid for all these cameos from these celebrities and the, the celebrities we're like supposed to review the song. Yeah, there, there's this song from the album Doom Boy. I remember you showed me this. Uh, there's like a bunch of them. The best one is Mark McGrath uh, from Sugar Ray, but like a bunch of other people. I think uh, David Hasselhoff did one. I think they ended up. I think Flavor Flav was one. Like just a bunch. Like I think at least whoever's 10 like of the them. big people who are like artists on. Not Cameo. just like music, but like other people too. Like there's okay. just like random. I think Perez Hilton did one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just it was a weird, interesting marketing thing. Yeah, and it was probably like it was expensive, but is it more or less beneficial than like running an ad in a newspaper? You sure, know, like sure. It, how do you even know where to and put like, the money? Like, because what Mark McGrath is like, what forty bucks or something like that. Oh, he's more know, than like, forty bucks. I'm sure he is, but like, I'd, yeah. I'd say their budget, like. For everybody they paid it, it was probably a grand. Probably, yeah. I would say you're probably right. Because Hasselhoff's expensive on there. Anyway, I'm I don't sure. want to get too far into it. I'm sure. So this song, it, uh, the album was okay. I wish it was, like, I, I've been, since I heard the two f- first singles, one of them is called Done With Drugs, which is a good song. It's pretty, like, a grown-up uh, punk song, kind of. Uh, they're they're kind of punk. They're kind of just, like, more like uh, like rock or whatever. Uh, but this song, I think, is my favorite song on the album, uh, and it's called Doom Boy. Doom Boy. 
I like that. So they're it pretty, like, it was a pretty good song, and I like the video. Yeah, the video is good. So like, the best comparison I could make is it's like because they're Canadian, uh, so it's kind of like uh, a mixture of Sum Forty One and Neck Deep, a little bit like that. Um, they're not as like punky, I guess, but like the whole the album isn't really like that. They're a little bit more like uh, toned down, like Neck Deep. It has been on the last couple albums, but. Um, I'll keep I'll keep listening to them. You know, they're I didn't like the album came out on January first. Yeah, and I didn't really go back to it after that. Like yeah. I listened to it like twice, and then I'm like, I, I don't know. And so it's not going to be in my top ten at the end of the year. But right, like I like what I heard. Makes sense. I uh, I'll do I'll do three really quick. Uh, one is not as related, but the other two are like kind of in the same camp. Okay. Then I'll throw to you, and then I've got two that are also in the same camp. Oh, okay, okay. So there, I've got some, a, a little bit of a theme. I really should have played this one while I was doing the other ones because it would have made a little bit more sense. But it's fine. So the next one that I'm going to cover is from uh, legendary hip-hop producer Mad Lib on his new album, Sound Ancestors. Whoa. Remember. <laughs> So that song was called uh, Two for Two for Dilla. The reason that it's called for Dilla is because it's a song that was made for Jay Dilla, who is also a legendary hip-hop producer who passed away a while ago. It was, it was quite a while ago, but not the point. Uh, but Mad Lib is a, a pretty big name in the uh, hip-hop production world. He was the one who produced Mad Villainy with MF Doom. Rest in peace, MF Doom. Mm-hmm. I'll fade in as many times as I can. Mm. Um, he So he was, when they say the Mad Villain, he's the Mad Okay, yeah. MF yeah. Doom is yes, the villain. Yes, yes, yes. And then Mad Lib also has done the last two Freddie Gibbs albums. Okay. He no, actually no, I'm sorry. He did two of the last two cuz the Alfredo album was done by somebody else. But he did uh Bandana and um Fade? It is Piñata. Dang it. Piñata. Yeah, so he did Piñata initially, which is like a 2015 album, and then he also 14. 14? That's what it says on here. Thank you. 2014 album, and then he did Bandana from two years ago now. Uh, So he's been involved uh, in hip-hop for a long time. He also, not many people probably would would know him for this reason in particular, but he also is the one who does Quasimodo, who has been featured in kind of different hip-hop realms before, but that's his, like his uh, rapping credit, he thinks of himself less as a rapper and more as a producer. Sure. And so Sound Ancestors is way more, obviously, in the production realm. It's all instrumental other than, you know, you know some vocal samples that are used more as like a, um, you know, as just kind of a layer in the music. It's also mastered by Fortet, who is a electronic artist from the UK. So he kind of just does the mastering and kind of putting the pieces together. But sound ancestors is pretty cool because it goes in different directions from what you're probably used to from what like mad libs production usually sounds like He usually does kind of the weird uh, experimental kind of sound, but sound sound ancestors, it goes in kind of different directions in different places. So like there's a song called uh, Latino Negro, which is a um, like a, a Latin Spanish kind of style song. Uh, you know, there's, there's hip hop style things that are going on, but it's a little bit more like 
experimental electronic hip-hop beats rather than it being kind of his sample-heavy style that he usually goes with. So so I like Sound Ancestors. It's pretty cool. I like Mad Lib, so it makes sense that I would enjoy this. But, yeah. So the other one, these two kind of go together just because they're, they're similar artists uh, in many ways. But this first one is the artist Celeste. Her debut album is Not Your Muse. The song is called Strange. I am still me. You are still you. In the same place. Isn't it strange? How people can change. Strangers to friends, friends into lovers, and strangers again. Wow. Oh, that's well, such a good line. First, to make. first, you'd have to have friends. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of strangers. Oh, yeah. And these strangers are just aren't turning into friends. Uh. So, Celeste, uh, that song actually, Strange, came out in 2019. Oh, boy. So, this is an edit that came out on the, the debut album. So, she was kind of gaining some traction in like 2019. And there was actually a BBC uh, poll of critics that was released. It's called Sound of. So, it would be like Sound of 2019, Sound of 2020. So, the 2020 edition named her as the uh, most likely breakout star of the year. Mm. And she had, in, had the, the intention to release her debut album in 2020. At least uh-huh. it seemed that that was kind of the, the intention. And uh, then obviously that did not happen. Reminded so, me, that was uh, that my, the thing, the first thing that came to mind, uh-huh. it's a mixture of Adele yes. and Macy Gray. Yep, that, oh, those are the two that came to my mind as well. Oh the other gosh. one that you can kind of hear we is- gotta a, quit. In different places, you hear a little bit of Amy Winehouse. I was, as well. I was thinking the same. So thing. she's kind of got that, uh, that that crooner what are we? style. I what know. Are we? Well, I, okay. So here's the thing. There's a song. I'm that literally that sounded a lot like "Chasing Pavements" by Adele. I, don't I can see well that. You, it's got like, that just same like kind the of way feeling was, to it. Yeah, going. Yeah. Well, there's going. okay. So there's another song that I want to play because same same person. We're yes. not doing two songs. It'll be quick because Celeste oh has a chorus God. on this. That is the most Adele chorus that is not made by Adele. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah, they're very much, you can tell that they're yeah, in yeah, tune yeah. with each other. They're True. both from the UK, so yeah, that yeah. makes sense too. But. setting some fire to the rain there that stopped this flame oh boy that's that's oh my god it's it's so adele it's so crazy adele but like mm. i like adele i think that adele is a very good artist so like to hear someone else making something within the same vein as her like i don't think it's a bad thing like i don't think celeste is necessarily completely changing the game but i think that she is doing a good job of performing many of these songs in a way that kind of is in tune with what is popular in the UK pop scene within those artists and kind of s- scratches that itch in many ways of what other people might be looking for within that same kind of sound. So I, I like Not Your Muse quite a bit. It's a good album, definitely worth checking out. I-, I was unsure if I wanted to check it out, but then when I heard Strange, I was like, oh yeah, I got to listen to this album. It's pretty good. 
The the other ar- artist that I would like to talk about, and I'll switch back to you, Jared, is uh-huh. Arlo Parks. Have you listened to Arlo Parks yet? I don't think so. So I only al- care about Arlo Guthrie. Uh, I figured that'd be the case. Her album is called Collapsed in Sunbeams, and this song is called Black Dog. So Arlo Park also has been kind of floating around since really around like 2019-ish. And this is also her debut album. And I actually, it's funny, so somebody showed me this a couple days, maybe like a week before the album came out. It was Ashton. Ashton had heard Ashton Baker. You don't have to say the last name. Full credit. Full credit. But Ashton had sent me the song Black Dog. And was like, oh, yeah, this album's coming out here soon. And I was like, I should check that out. I think this would be good. I ended up really, really liking the album. So I'm glad that, you know, she kind of pushed me in the direction of listening to uh, Arlo Parks ahead of time so that I kind of had a little bit more of context for what I was coming into. But I really enjoyed Arlo Parks. Again, this is Collapse in Sunbeams. It is also an album that, like, it's not necessarily trying to, like, completely change the game. But Arlo Parks does a good job of navigating different styles of, uh, of sound and emotion. There's a lot of songs that are very like celebratory, laid back kind of ped like bedroom pop style songs. Uh, but there's also ones that have a little bit more of a darkness to them. You know, like there's one song that almost feels like kind of in the vein of like a trip hop song, which I was like, that's really weird that this would kind of fit in an album that also has like a lot of very like you know sunshiny, happy sounds and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I also really like this. I feel like this is one of those albums that like I'm probably gonna keep returning to throughout the year. And I, and I look forward to continuing to listen to Arlo Parks for the rest of 2021. Jared, hit me with some more, and then I will uh, finish out with some things that I know we'll both enjoy. Okay, sounds good. All right, so uh, let's see what we got here. I'll do something a little bit similar to what you played. Uh, another Something that uh, is, is blowing up, and I'm on, I'm on board. It's uh, by somebody called Olivia Rodrigo who was on a Disney Channel show called Bizardvark. Okay. Back uh, a couple years, from 2016 to 2019. Uh-huh. And then now she's on the High School Musical, the musical series. Okay. On Disney+. Plus. Uh, she is only 17 uh, and is uh, from California. And she's like big on TikTok now and stuff. I figured that's where that was coming from. But in. I don't really care about that part. Sure. So the song is called... Uh, driver's license, and it's like the number one song in the U.S. or one of the, it's like you know up there or whatever, and it's like blown up. And I didn't, I just saw late in the game that it's like this big thing, and I'm like, um, this is not gonna be very good because everybody, all the big stuff that everybody loves, normally a bunch of crap. Sure, but this song, I feel like that's being proven to be wrong more often lately. No. Like, we had a little bit of, like, well, not... A little yummy syndrome going on. Listen, okay, that's... We're not talking about yummy. Well, we're in 2021. We don't talk about yummy So, anymore. 2020... I, I don't want to get too far into it. The weekend and stuff like that. I don't want to get too, too into it. But, yeah, I mean, like, so last year we had a bunch of weeks in a row where The Box was number one, which is a great song by Roddy Rich, And sure. then we had Blinding Lights, which was a great song. Right. And we also had... WAP. WAP, which... I don't think it... Did, how long was it number one? Not, not super I don't long. think that's really... 
Uh, and then a Dance Monkey, which people think is horrible. Uh, Caleb hates that song. I, do. I like it. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. I'm not mad at you. you. Know, I'm, I'm apologizing to the listeners. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you should listen to Dance Monkey. Don't do and it. And uh, maybe hate it or maybe not. I don't know. But it is kind of annoying now. Like, I can see if you listen to the top 20 radio all the time and just only play that song all the time. Yeah. It is annoying. Were we going to do Tone Loke and I? No, we were never going to do that. Okay, I couldn't remember for sure. Go ahead and play this song. It's called Driver's License. And I know we weren't perfect, but I've never felt this way for no one. And I just can't imagine how you could be so okay that it all Guess you didn't mean what you See, I still don't know how songs like that get popular on TikTok. Because, like, in my mind... I think of TikTok obviously as like a dance app, and it's like, how do you dance to a song like that? No, it's like just lip syncing over. It's I don't know. I don't have TikTok, right. and I think it's weird, and I don't want. Uh, I don't want any part. I of don't it. want Chinese people to see me. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's it is. That's not what it is. Uh huh. No, that's not right. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Mm-hmm. I don't really think. I mean, like everything. I don't want to get too far into this, but. So this is. Do you hear about the new Spotify thing? It's the number one. No, I don't want to talk about this. What are you talking about? That Spotify is doing a thing where they will listen to your voice. Oh, I and it, that. they'll recommend music to you based on your voice. So they'll oh, be, like my. they can read your emotions and stuff. It's like Did, uh, get out they of here. They get Spotify. that from Amazon. I don't know. I don't like that it. But go on. Yes, please. So Let's this is the number one song in the USA right now. Oh, is which, it? Okay. So I don't want to be too bougie or too much of a of a of a snob. Snob. Whatever. But like I don't know, it's pretty good. It's kind of, I kind of heard a little bit of Kesha in there with when she went up. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. She's only seventeen. She wrote this song with one the guy that produced it. Uh, so it's not like a bunch of people in one room and everybody gets a songwriting credit and that's all nonsense. Right. And I guess uh, there's some uh, rumors that this song was written about a co-star on the television program that she's on mm. uh and but she never would confirm or deny i don't really care because you know like whatever drama but, but i don't know it's a High early school sweetheart it's an early favorite for like big song of the year and that it's kind sense. of fun i don't know how long it'll stick around but i think yeah. it's a pretty good uh january song i think so hopefully you can drive sometime with the window down not fear for your life uh the next song that i want to talk about is a song by lil wayne called Ain't Got Time. It was released, I believe, the day after he was pardoned by Donald J. Trump. Oh, my God. And that's the that's the, the bit, is I Ain't Got Time. And Oh, uh, I see. I see. <laughs> so the, what's the name of the other artist? Kodak Black, right? Wasn't he the one? No, it says Fauci. Oh, uh, no. So I was just wondering if maybe it was like, you know, he got the virus guy on the track, you know? <laughs> Anthony Fauci. Okay, that's horrible. All right, this is that's so, like it sounds. It's I know. Sound. So this song, this song is weird because so I listened to it because I'm like, okay, this is what this is about. But like, so the first verse is about like that, and then this, then the rest of the song turns into a whole new song. It's like an R and B song, and it's just about other things. And I feel like what happened is he was writing a song, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I don't know how like this is a full song. Right. So what I'm gonna do is have something topical, like me being uh, out of prison Yay. as the start, and then finish the rest of the song with a song that I has nothing to do with it. I so see. here's the part of the song that's about the prison thing. So here it is. Why didn't he have Kodo Black on the song? 
Kodak no. Black? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that would have been such a good, like, get all the rappers he pardoned together, together you know? Well, I guess they are friends, because he kind of... They could have met in jail. Lil Wayne, uh, I think, vouched for Black a little bit. Kodak uh, Black, I see. kind of. I don't Which know. Which is maybe why he got pardoned, is because Lil Wayne was like, hey, how about this guy, too? That was so weird. I don't. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, let's, let's play this, let's let's play this bit, because it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's an okay, like, first verse. Full of vanilla flying over chocolate mountains. I stare at the Pacific while I'm smoking on a kilometer. The fans they had on us 100 on a thermometer. They raided my private plane. I went got one that's more private. RIP juice from wrote that on two cups. Pour out a little juice from shit. Gave me goosebumps. Nigga been through too much. Looking in the review to see the future. And that just don't sit right. Dipping like I can't die from booing me. So, uh, the the line that people like, so because I watched I I watched uh, this listened to this song on YouTube, and a lot of people the line that they pulled out was the uh, they raided my private plane. I went and got one that's more privater. That's a pretty good line. All and right, then, and then the Juice World uh, uh, call out, call out, call back. No, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, tribute, if tribute. You will. So, I don't know. It's it's just a song that came out. Who cares? Yeah. It is weird though. Like that's such an odd like music thing that like we kind of like glossed over just because there was so much going on at oh, the time. Yeah. Yeah, but true. like the fact that like like where in the world would like the president be like, oh yeah, especially like a Donald Trump as a president, no longer our president, mm-hmm. um, former president Donald Trump. Where would he be like, yeah, Kodak Black and Lil Wayne? Well, do you understand what happened with the with the Lil Wayne thing? I knew that he had met with him. So back in, I think, October, Lil Wayne and Donald Trump had a meeting together. Right. And Lil Wayne backed Donald Trump. And I think part of it was, like, part of the deal was Lil Wayne is going uh, to say, hey, you should vote for Donald Trump. And then as a favor later, he was getting pardoned. So it was like that's a, a weird you scratch my back, I'll pardon you kind of thing. That's not how pardons work. It did. And I know so, it did. I know it did. But just, here's another just for context, everybody. Uh, here's another song. We'll get. I don't want to get too far into this. Ah, it's fine. So uh, something that came out this week is by a uh, 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 countryish group by, that I've listened to a long time called Lucero. Uh, the song, uh, the first song I knew by them came out in like uh, 2001. So it's been like 20 years that yeah, I've known about this while. band, which that's is super while. weird. Yeah. Which is called uh, Wasted. That's a good song, but. So this album I listened to, it's called When You Found Me. It's pretty interesting. They're kind of like in the realm of Drive-By Truckers and Jason Isbell a little bit. Sure. Uh, And this song is called Back in Ohio. We live in Ohio. And this was one of the singles that came out. And it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good song. good i like the uh there's the keys are pretty fun yeah the chorus is pretty fun and yeah. then later in the like second chorus there's some uh sax that comes in and oh my goodness it gets you good so the last uh i think thing i'll talk about well maybe i'll I maybe have two songs sure left uh that i want to 
Riff Raff and Yellow Wolf have a song called Tiptoe 4. Have we really reached a point where Riff Raff has tiptoed four times? Apparently. So Jesus the first song was Christ. called Tiptoeing in My Jordans. That was like 2015 or 16, maybe even It was earlier. a while ago. It's no, an, okay it was even song. earlier than that. Tiptoe in My Jordans. Maybe 12, like 12 or 11. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Neon Icon came out in like 14, right? Yeah. So it was before that. Well, it's just weird to think about how long Riff Raff has been around I know. for. Like, well, we it, saw him a couple of years. We it was a while ago, though. I know. It's been a long time. But this is a single uh, called Tiptoe 4. And it's it's pretty wild. So uh, there's a lot of interesting. 2014 is tiptoe, okay. and it's it's tiptoe wing in my Jordans. Yes, tiptoe wing. Good in luck my spelling that when you go find it on the Spotify or the Apple yeah. Music or yeah. whatever it might. So be. So this is an uh, the the fourth installment uh, entitled Tiptoe Four. It has a Yellow Wolf, who's a Southern rapper. And uh, I really like the opening of this song. It's super weird. And then, like, it gets to the... the Are there dolphins? Uh, Mimi rap lyrics that is riffraff. So here, here's this, this bit. Sounds like a David Hasselhoff song from a movie. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It gets into, like, they just go back and forth and say all kinds of crazy rhymes and stuff. Uh, the next, uh, last, man, I don't know if it's last or love, next, whatever, who cares. Uh, the Killers had an album come out last year called Imploding the Mirage, and they were just released a deluxe version that includes three uh, additional songs, two of which are of different versions of songs, one being Caution, which is something called a wasatch style i don't know what that means i don't either blowback acoustic version and then this is a song called uh, c'est la vie there you go okay i wasn't sure if you were gonna get it i was excited what this yeah you would not know how to say c'est la vie i know how to say c'est la vie <laughs> i don't ever know isn't it you. isn't that goodbye i believe so yes c'est la vie. i believe that's correct I, I, i'm not gonna look if anybody out there uh would like all to our french us, listeners out there yes we oui, we oui. All the way. Let home. us know. We we that is right. Goodbye. Tell me what this reminds you of, Caleb. This, we'll, we'll this, this bit here. There's dignity in calloused hands. The tools you have are not for sale. But sometimes you're the hammer. And sometimes you're the nail. It's not about how you get lost. It's what you do to find the trail. Sometimes you're Ahab, sometimes you're the whale. You, you went right past his scatting? Oh, man, were there scats? <laughs> he literally just started scatting. Well, I, I, thought maybe just, down. I thought maybe it was just a transition into the next line. I didn't realize he was going to go all scat uh, scoo, mode. Scoo-doo-da. Okay. Scooty-doo-doo. What, what do you think? I don't know. It sounds familiar to me. It reminded me a lot of the Talking Heads. I could see that. Like, just the way that he was performing it and, like, sure. the background stuff. Yeah. Uh, so. I could see that. Kind of sure. funny because, like, Pearl Jam had a song out last year that kind of sounded like Donk Heads, and now the Killers have a bonus song that sounds like They're Donk weaseling Heads. their way in. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, is that worth it? 
would you pay more money for a deluxe edition? <laughs> you know, it's like I don't think anybody's paying more money I for know. deluxe edition. It's fun to have another song that should have been maybe on the album. Like sure. if they would have just done that, then they wouldn't have needed the acoustic and the uh, blowback or whatever the heck yeah. I said before yeah. version. Uh, so yeah, that's the the majority of the things that I really uh, care about. I'd like to to really briefly before we transition, I would like to talk about one thing you've got in here. Okay, yes, wasn't yes. sure if you'd bring it up. Okay, uh, I want to talk about this hurt business theme you put in there. Uh, it's not the theme. It's, it's just. Not? It's just. Uh, it's not about the WWE. It is about the WWE. Oh, so it's just a song. It's about by a group. The Hurt Business. Yeah, it's a, a by a group called West Side Gun, or no. maybe it's a person. No, it's a person. Yes, yeah. I've talked about West Side Gun multiple times. Okay, yeah, he's one of the Griselda people. Okay, that I've mentioned a couple times. Well, West Smoke, Side Gun. Smoke Dizza over yeah. the last several years has released. Uh, I've showed you this man before. A WrestleMania. Uh, uh, EP where he raps and talks about wrestling and does it over like uh, yeah. wrestlers' themes. I forgot. And then that Wale, who has worked with the WWE as well mm-hmm. and performed and, and has done some things. So, this is a song called The Hurt Business that is a wrestling faction currently. And the picture is like their faces blacked out uh, like, with like a yellow bumblebee looking thing. But uh, I don't know. There's some wrestling references in there. We don't need but to play it. it but. No. But yeah. It's, I just uh, want to make sure that I mentioned that like West Side Gun, who I have mentioned multiple times, he was one of the artists that I put into that article uh, at the beginning or the end of the year saying that Griselda was one of the, the kind of the breakout artists of 2020. So it's hmm. interesting to see him. I mean, this isn't a big thing by any means. But no, it's, it's just a single. Just to see him again, I guess, ah, because yes. he just keeps doing things. Sure. So. All right, well, I'll go ahead and do my last two. We'll okay. do, you know, quick enough. You know, we don't we don't have to spend too much time on them. But yeah. they We're they are to the end. they are together in many ways in uh, my head. Okay. And the first one is the song "Ain't Nice" by Fa- Viagra Boys sure. off their uh, new album "Welfare Jazz." So, Jer, we both, of course, listened to Welfare Jazz. Yes. So you you had initially found them in 2018? Something like that, I think yeah. it was 2018. With the song Sports. Yes. We have mentioned sports probably somewhere before. Yeah. Viagra Boys. I, Did I, I, I don't think you showed this to me. I don't know where I... I think Ain't it nice was... nice you found the video. No, no, no. I'm talking about sports. I think that oh, no, it was uh, um, Anthony Fantano, maybe, that, maybe mentioned, yeah. that mentioned Viagra Boys. I do know that you had showed me else. sports. Yes. So I'm yeah. glad that you showed me sports. Yes, yes. I liked their album from that year, Street Worms. Yes. It wasn't like amazing, but I think Welfare Jazz is even better. Yeah. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I like this album, yeah, Welfare Jazz. I like the song To the Country. That's the put the song I put in the playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked uh, the majority of uh, – and we, cu- we talked about – Last uh, month, I believe, yes, we did we the cover coming. of In Spite of Ourselves yes. featuring uh, Amy Taylor and Viagra Boys, a cover of John Prine. Yes. Very good cover. Very, it, It's the end of the album, so it's not really like – I like when a band – if you're going to have a cover, here's what my opinion. Throw it at the end. Like Put a, it at it's the like end, a bonus. Have, yeah, like have the album be an album and then have the cover be like a bonus or whatever. But be in the, in the album. But like I, I like when albums have a beginning and middle kind of – you know, like right. – you know, like, Whatever. 
I'd like to see what Amy Taylor is up to kind of next because she mm-hmm. also was featured on another album that came out this month uh, oh, by yeah? Sleaford Mob. Okay. Sleaford Mods, um, Spare Ribs. I didn't love the album, but I do like the song with Amy Taylor. It's called uh, Nudge It. And so that's the second song from like a kind of post-punk-esque kind of group that she's featured in in the same month. So like when you're doing that many features, like I'm imagining that you're probably going to be going somewhere. She has a pretty odd voice too. Mm -hmm. So I could definitely, I can't remember the name of the group that she's a part of. Um, I did know it at one point, but I don't know it right now. And it's not the important part, but yeah, Viagra boys is really cool. They do a lot of different things on this album. It's a lot more experimental than their first album in a lot of ways. They still do a lot of the same kind of like, they're just dirty. They're dirty, dirty folks. And a lot of the album, he's actually kind of like, you know, coming to terms with being just kind of like an asshole, like saying that he's not nice. Like there's a lot of portions of the album where he's kind of like speaking on these kinds of issues and just kind of being like toxic as a human being, you know, because I think he struggled with, I believe, alcohol abuse. Uh, It might have been drugs, but I'm pretty sure it was alcohol abuse. And he kind of like talks about like sobriety. Um, and other mediums, so it kind of it kind of resonates within the album as well. So I would definitely check out Welfare Jazz. It's got some pretty good songs on it uh, that are definitely worth your time. And in that same vein, this one's my favorite album of the month. Not a big surprise there, I'm sure, for anybody who would know me, but this is Shame's new album, Drunk Tank Pink. Mm. The song is called Water in the Well. So I have been a fan, a fan of old Shame ever since their debut album. Their album, Songs of Praise, came out in 2018. It was like early 2018 as well. I'm pretty sure it was a January release. So I have been kind of waiting and, and anticipating their next album for quite a bit. They are by no means like a big group. Uh, they've got, you know, they, they've done a pretty good job. They have very cool live performances. So they have been pretty well praised by uh, KEXP, who often do... Uh, this kind of live performance set that they do with artists. They've brought in a lot of those kind of uh, post-punk style groups like Shame, Idols, many of the ones that we have talked about in different uh, aspects within the last couple of years. I believe they've had Fontaine's DC as well. It would not surprise me at all. Uh, but Drunk Tank Pink is just as, if not better, than their debut. It still is in that same post-punk realm, but they, they go in different directions with this album than they did on their first one. They have, you know, like like that song right there, um, Water in the Well, is almost like, it's got like some like, I don't even know how to describe that form of post-punk, but they kind of take different touches on it. Like they do a little bit that feels kind of like the traditional old Joy Division style of post-punk, but then they also do kind of that like Britpop-inspired post-punk sound. Uh, I, I really like Drunk Tank Pink. I sent it to... Uh, uh, uncle of the show, uh, Donnie, mm-hmm. who's been on Record Roundtable before, because yes. I knew that he would like it, and mm-hmm. I was indeed right. 
I, I, I sent it to him and I said, if you don't like this, I do not know what music you like. I, I don't know what to give you anymore because it just sounds like something he would totally like. And I, he did say he enjoyed it. I sent him the album. He said he liked a lot of the album too. So if, uh, if Donnie likes it and Donnie doesn't usually like new music, then you better like it too. Drunk Tank Tank. Jared, you got anything else you want to talk about before we uh, wrap up the old January 2021 episode? Uh, Not really. There's a, a band I like called Lonely the Brave that had an album come out called The Hope List. Uh, oh, that's it. I get it now. The Hope List. Do you get it? Okay. Uh, a list of hope? No. Or like, like it less sounds hope. Like, sounds like hopeless. Yes. Uh, I like them. They're pretty good. They're, uh, and then uh, Brandy Carlisle covered uh black hole sun which mm-hmm. is kind of fun and there's a horrible horrible song that came out with by tim mcgraw featuring tyler hubbard of florida georgia line called undivided why would you why would you even like oh put my. that here i thought we would get into like bad songs <laughs> i guess not this time no i don't want to we don't have to you know we're not playing it so you don't want to close that's about you it. don't want to close with i don't want to close with it all right no, we no, won't no, no. we won't leave it off on a bad no. note that's it i think uh okay. check cool. out some uh uh some music that we talked about yeah that's do, about all i got and come back next month thanks for listening to this uh this bonus episode i don't even know if we should call it bonus anymore it's just kind of an episode of january Conference. albums episode January albums episode record roundtable we're record roundtable either way check out our website recordroundtable.com you can find most of our stuff by seeking out our website of course listen uh, for next week where we're going to be covering Johnny Cash and uh, here soon we're going to be also putting out on Good Band Bad Band sister podcast uh, some 41 Direction check out everything we're doing thank you for listening goodbye the black sky looks there